Hey, everybody. Welcome to another awesome week on the IBM Podcast Network. If you aren't following us on social media, please do. We're IBM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Paytm Money. So we had a really interesting week on the network. Definitely check out some of the shows that came out there. We had interesting episodes on Cyrus Says, Advertising is Dead, Filter Coffee Podcast, Glass Station Adulthood, Mr. and Mrs. Binge Watch, Besa Besa. All of these shows have some really, really cool guests on, and there were some really good episodes out there. Do check them out. I'm sure you'll enjoy them. And with that, let's get you on with your show. Welcome to Absolutely Right. I'm your host, Aditi Surana. Today we will be talking to IVM's podfather Amit Doshi. Amit is the founder of IVM Podcasts and has spent 25 years of his career in the intersection of media and technology. He is a frequent guest on many IVM Prime shows like Cyrus Says, Shunya One, and many others. Let's see what Amit's handwriting reveals about his entrepreneurial nature on the other side of this short break. How many times have you motivated yourself to improve your sleep or lose weight or be more productive? How many times have you failed? Hi, my name is Ashtin Doctor. Tune into my show The Habit Coach Podcast where we focus on creating small tiny habits to improve your life instead of those big impossible tasks. So make listening to me a habit every Monday, Wednesday and Friday on the IVM Podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. or on your favorite podcasting app So we have Amit Doshi on the show. Hello. So Amit is the founder of IBM Podcast. That is correct. And Amit what was before this? Oh lots of things. I uh, came back from college in the US. I came back and I was an assistant director for a couple of years in Bollywood films. Okay. After which I started an e-commerce site very very early in India's Internet Which history. Which year was that? Way too early, nineteen ninety nine. Wow! Uh, it should have been significantly later. Later. Okay. Uh, but yeah, started an e commerce site. Uh, did a bunch of stuff in the IT enabled spaces, services kind of thing. Mm. Uh, ran some stuff in the ad tech space. Ran some stuff in the mobile gaming space. Done some stuff in all those kinds of areas. And uh, yeah, and then I came here. So pretty much everything before the market was prepping for it. That is a that that is the story of my life. Oh yeah, but including IBM. Including IBM. Yeah, because I, when I discovered you guys, mm-hmm. I was so thrilled to know somebody had the courage to actually build a business around podcast. When people are like, "What is podcast?" Well, we're trying. I mean, like we are trying. I mean, like it's definitely it, it's uh, we're we're starting to get to the kind of traction we want to see. But it's still early days. I mean, I have to tell you this: we wanted to uh, create some pilots in mm-hmm. Hyderabad when the whole idea of podcast came to our right. minds. So we were talking to people, and we said, "Okay, we just want to hire a studio huh. so that the recording is good, and you know all right. of that." We must have called at least eighteen studios. Okay, and they're like, "Madam, what do you want to do?" Huh. We are like. podcast no what do you want to do dubbing dubbing <laughs> so we struggled and these are the people like the best uh, yeah. recording studios mm-hmm. in hyderabad i was uh, situated in hyderabad then so they just didn't know it's a it's a challenge i mean like we work with recording studios over here and uh, we have a we have to kind of spend some time with them mm-hmm. like you know not just in bombay right even in our outside of bombay in bangalore delhi pune 
Chennai. So what do you tell them as the quickest thing if I have to use it? If ever? you want to use a podcast, if you want to record a podcast, multiple mic setup you need. Multiple mic. That setup. that I think oh. is the most important thing because most of them are used to single mic setups. Right, right. Right, whether it is dubbing or whether it is playback singing or what have you. Yeah. They're used to single mics. They're not used to multiple mics. Multiple mics, multiple tracks. Right, and then you need to give them the output formats and all that kind of stuff, which is fairly okay. straightforward. You need to know what they're recording on, which again, not that big a deal, but you do need to know that kind okay. of thing. I, I will keep that in <laughs> mind. So, what would you like me to talk about? I don't know. This is your show. You tell me. <laughs> so, what we're going to do on the show is I'm going to look at your handwriting, okay, and use that as a facilitating medium to talk and hear about your stories. Okay, you know, like things where you felt you were struggling and you decided to solve the problem. Sure. What did you use? Because I think for listeners, that whole idea of uh, people, different people trying different methods. Hmm. And still not giving up right, right, on right. startups and early move, okay. move, being early mover in every possible space. What was that like? So, what were the struggles when you? Oh, they're to always there, right? I mean, like one of the challenges in terms of uh, being early to certain ideas, right? And I mean, that comes from like you know a certain uh, ambition mm-hmm. in terms of like you know you want to achieve certain things. Mm-hmm. But now what you wind up doing is uh, you go for that, right? Mm. You go into like, okay, I want to create, uh, I want to create an e-commerce site. I want to create this massive, or I want to create this mobile gaming studio. I want to mm. do these kinds of things, right? And the market's not quite there yet, right? And what you're doing is that there is a tremendous opportunity cost in mm. all of these things, of course. right? Uh, and that's why people don't do it. Exactly, yeah. right? And uh, it's somewhat, uh, it, it, it's sometimes like you know, it is kind of thought-provoking, right? In that sense, uh, <laughs> for you, yeah, for you, for you. <laughs> You think about it, right? I mean, like you have no choice but to kind of think about it. I have to interrupt you yes. here. So in handwriting, if you have right margins, you know, okay. make, make you write on a blank sheet of right. paper. So if the right margins are, are something, you know, the right side of the paper, okay. if you go very close to it huh. again and again, that means you're a risk taker. I think that's <laughs> clear, isn't it? <laughs> like out of like six lines, almost four or five are closer to like the margin. And that's so cool. Okay. Like, I love lo- I love the fact that when your personality just matches what that you're handwriting. That is interesting. I, 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 the only thing I can see there is like barely legible. Uh, that I'll come to. <laughs> yeah, uh, so. yeah, no, but I mean, like, I think, you know, those are probably, those, those are some of the challenges you deal with as a startup entrepreneur. And uh, it's a country where the environment's not always friendly towards it. Uh, social issues are there. Uh, I am fortunate enough to come from a background where I have good qualifications. If mm. I were to choose to... Uh, do something more traditional, I would probably make out quite well. Like a red carpet, like you really go and you solve the... Yeah, so I mean, like, you know, it's a, it, it is a this, but at the same time, uh, you know, so money's a challenge, but, um, you know, I don't know that I want to do anything else. So Amit, but why? Like, why would you pick up challenges every now and then? Oh, if you want to do big things, you have to take big chances. I kind of do believe that. And uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I really do believe that. Yeah, that's, that's amazing because people talk about it, but they do mm. not want to do the... The it's it, it, heavy lifting. No, I mean, like, you know, it's scary, it's frightening, right? I mean, like, I've had businesses fall apart on me, right? Yeah. And uh, when that, when you're going through that, I mean, it is, uh, it's incredibly stressful. It's incredibly challenging. So Also, you, you, you fall in love with your, your ideas. You do. And but you have to be careful. That, that, so that's a danger, right? Mm. I mean, like, I, and both sides of it, right? So one is... Uh, 
I think that uh, you have to be careful to ensure that your ideas are intellectually consistent. They make sense in mm. some way. So you need people to push back at you. Yeah. But I also am a firm believer of this idea that... Uh, so I remember hearing this at a panel somewhere where Anand Mahendra once said this, right? And uh, I'm not big on like, you know, quotes and stuff like that from other people. <laughs> okay. uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not like the inspiration quote guy, you know. Yeah, uh, I'm but, a coach, so I can't say that. Uh, well, I'm sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, 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 but I really, really did like the statement that he made, right? He said that you should take advice and input from many, many, many people, but don't substitute their judgment for yours, which I thought was really interesting, right? Very I mean, like, I think uh, what what does happen... A lot of people have the tendency, uh, especially in a culture like ours, where the person with the most success in the room becomes the dominant person in terms of opinions and the validity of their opinions. In, in everything. In everything, right, exactly. Mm. That, that, that's part of our culture, right? We're always like, oh, okay, this person knows what he's talking about. Because he has had success in, in one area. One area, because of that, he knows what he's talking about. And, you know, and this is not to neglect or this is not to uh, negate the uh, experience that is generated through this, right? Uh, through success in whatever areas. But I do think that that is something that a lot of us do, right? Where it's just like, um, you meet somebody, they are very successful in one area, they say, but you should do this, yeah, this will turn your business around, right? Or you should do this, this will take you to the next level, or you should do this. And uh, I think that's a, uh, that, that, that's a very dangerous trap to get into. So, but I mean, many times we really learn from these suggestions uh -huh. and feedback. You must right? learn from everything. So then how do you differentiate? You have to keep your own, you have to have your own mind. Right. At the end of it, you have to. In place. Yeah. You know, and you have to like, you know, you, you, so you cannot be inflexible. Right. right. Because I think that's also problematic. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you uh, again, it's a question of you have to use your best judgment mm. on any of these situations that come in front of you. Right. You're like, OK, this person is telling me to do this. But you ask five people and five people are going to give you five, five opinions. Different which are opinions different. Yeah. So you have to basically kind of. Uh, accumulate all of those you have to kind of synthesize all of those and then based on what you think is your own best path forward you got to kind of go through that. That, that at least that's how i approach it okay so uh, <laughs> my question is what was your uh, you know while while experimenting with these businesses mm -hmm. and especially closing some of them right what was the toughest moment oh it's it's hard right because i mean like you spend so much time working on these things right yeah. and uh it was extraordinarily hard um the uh, so when we decided not to do the mobile gaming piece anymore right that was something that was mostly driven by market forces at the time we were focused on doing symbian market uh symbian mobile gaming okay uh, uh for the nokia smartphones right. that used to be yeah. there before the yeah. iphone came out right and uh, when the iPhone came out and Android came out, they, they started eating up the market to a degree where that was no longer a but viable business. Yeah. Uh, and so we had to make choices over there, right? And uh, in some cases, we didn't make the best choices. Hmm. Because in some cases also, I mean, like, honestly, I was a kid, man. I was 20, what, 26, 27, something like that at this time, 28 And you had maybe. like a third business going there? No, that was the, uh, it was a continuation of the first business. Okay. So the e-commerce site, we realized was way too early, right? And so then that business evolved into multiple things. We did a lot of different things under the umbrella of that business. Okay. So one of them was the mobile gaming piece, right? And... Uh, so, you know, yeah, at that time when we had to kind of, we didn't make the choices we necessarily should have made at that point, right? Because it was, uh, and again, this is hindsight of 10 years at this point, but at that time, you're looking at it and you're thinking, does it, uh, 
you, you know, you're you're young, you're mm-hmm. arrogant. You assume that hey, this is going to work, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it doesn't. So you you get into those kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just hard. People costs are hard, right? I mean, like. Uh, the way that you're dealing with team members and stuff like that in those kinds of situations is a really, really tough situation. Uh, especially when you pick up people, learn from them, like you, yeah. like you know, train them. It's both way relationships. Exactly. Yeah. No, and I mean, like they are they're close relationships in all of these cases, right? Because again, most of these companies that I have run, or most of these businesses that I've run, they're relatively small teams, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five people, right? So you know everybody. Yeah. And so that also becomes a little, uh, you know, it's not the impersonal Vijay Malia style. Uh, also, I don't think you do anything impersonal looking at your writing. No, I Every don't. little thing that you do, you have personal connections with people and you know their stories and you keep observing them and you build. I you like know. to think so. I mean, like probably don't do a great job of it as much as I'd like to, but I like to think that, you know, you try and uh, you want to, uh, the, the, the things that you do, even professionally, right? You don't want to do them with people who you can't connect to. I don't know. I know so many people who do it like that. You cannot do it specifically. For you, it's the human side, which is so much more important. Well, the human side is important. Uh, I I think that matters, right? And but I also think that it is. Um, I think it's a, in some de- to some degree it's a function of uh, the circumstance, right? I mean, uh, if let's say. Let's say I started this e-commerce business five years later, right? Mm. And we became as big as Flipkart did. Right? That right. would be great. It's obviously <laughs> not the case, right? But let's say something like that was the situation, right? Sure. At that point in time, you no longer have the ability to have that deeper personal connection with everybody who you work with. You know, so I, I think uh, some of that matters in that way, right? Mm. At IBM here today, right? I feel like I know everybody reasonably well, but I don't know the people who we have today as well as I knew the people we had three years ago. Because the team has grown. The team has grown and my responsibilities have evolved. And like, you know, the things that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis are a little more outward facing than they used to be in the early days, right? Mm -hmm. Early days, everything I was doing was all about what's happening inside here. Right. Now it's become more about, uh, oh, let's talk to brands, let's talk to advertisers, let's talk to VCs, let's talk to, you know, it's more external facing now to a great degree than it ever was before. So I, just looking at your writing, I would definitely say that the very moment you start feeling stressed out, mm-hmm. just know for sure that you don't have your interactions in place. I don't understand what you mean by that. Like, you know, the connections with people. Huh. If you don't have them, right? like if your core, core group of right. people, if you don't connect with them, you don't meet them, right. if you don't hang with them, you know, you, you do not necessarily come across as a talkative person, right. but you have deep conversations. That's probably and true. And you have real conversations. That's true. If people keep talking rubbish, you would hear, 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 you would just not participate. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> so all the probabilities, let me say absolutely, because the show is called Absolutely Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so when when you miss those conversations when you get busy you do not recharge yourself yeah i think that's true right so um i have a lot of friends who i meet occasionally but mm. there are very few who i used to meet regularly mm. right and uh two very close ones who i used to meet very regularly recently moved to malaysia about uh yeah, about eight nine months ago mm. and uh yeah you're right i mean like there's definitely a void yeah yeah because uh you know like you this is a, this is an interesting part mm. i've always feel all of us have different recharge mechanisms right 
and we have different expressions hmm. so if we don't do justice to this this flow right. where we recharge enough and we use our energy in that that area of right. expression enough with work professionally or otherwise then we start feeling frustrated so your recharge mechanism is that close connection but i think that uh, yeah I, i i i agree with that absolutely true <laughs> <laughs> now you're learning <laughs> So probably uh, keeping in touch with these people mm-hmm. and making extra efforts yeah, yeah, to do that might come handy to deal with the stress. Good point. Good point and something I should definitely work more on. The, the other part of the story is the lingering thoughts. Okay. When you experience something, you are in that moment completely absorbed, mm. but the experience, the memories do not leave you easily. Okay. In your mind, they keep replaying, or you keep correcting the replay. You hmm. say, "I could have done this. I could have done this. I could have done this," or they replay as as a as a replay mechanism. Okay. Uh, hmm. Uh, you know, I I don't know. Um, uh, I feel like I'm actually more about anticipation than I am about replaying. Okay. In some ways, um. the thing you're describing right uh, it feels to me as something that comes to me more uh when i'm looking to get something done or that rather than it being that oh i wish this interaction went like that no 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 like not like retrospecting constantly okay. but imagine something happens where you feel emotionally connected right. you dive into that experience hmm. to experience it again and again so the moments hmm. which you lived and they were like really So moments that moved you. Okay. They stay with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. Guess so. Why am I yeah. talking about it? Because I want to really speak about uh, using emotions as the recharge mechanism, okay. as a way of doing everything. Am I really? Do I really come off like that? Because I, uh, I get what you're saying, right? But I wonder about that, right? Because. Uh, I so you know I mean like I I don't mean to make these two friends an excuse, right? But even when they were here. I'm still very much like you know a loner type. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. So introversion loner, oh. and that's why because when you interact, mm. you give your hundred percent in okay. that conversation. You are not a social butterfly. Right. You would not go and have fifty conversations. You right. have two, but they're meaningful. Correct. And intense. Mm. You know, uh, many a times I meet people. Even on the show, we have had some people who are so busy being extroverts right. that they truly give away their loner side, their okay. introversion, their genuine need to be by themselves. Right, and this is where they get frustrated. Okay, in your case, you haven't done that. You huh. say, "Okay, I am quiet. I like two conversations, and all of you accept that about right. me." Right, and people have. Yeah, I right? think that's true. But in your case, what I'm trying to say is, if you do not understand, or if you don't give enough time for those deep conversations. <laughs> Then it is not fun for you. That I can. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah I agree. Is, then it is not that. worth it. I agree. So the with businesses that. are not worth it. The convers relationships are not worth right. it if the connection is missing. Right. Okay. So it is not only the market forces that right. drive this, but if, imagine I'm, I can't. I can't say it for sure, but I'm just saying it that the people you're working with right. were on the same page. Right. Well, as the as the market forces are showing up and huh. all of that external thing happened, they also moved, and mm-hmm. you could feel the connection moving. Right. So knowing that for you connections matter so much, and you can really play with them, would be a good idea to hmm. make new decisions. Interesting. I how would I go about actioning something like that, right? Oh, uh, like genuinely by. So you have high EQ. 
Okay. You do not say things which would hurt people necessarily. You keep you think about what you're going to say. Right. If somebody asks you for an advice, you are there. Huh. You would not discuss it a lot, but you would think about right. it. Right. And then you'll give a solid advice, whatever is solid huh. according to you. Right. But you would not say something in passing. Right. Right. So all of these qualities are good, high EQ, emotional okay. quotient. By that, okay. I, by EQ, I mean emotional quotient. So that is very, very hmm. interesting. That's something. I don't see men working a lot of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. Yeah. So definitely something that you would realize you can connect. You can keep a team well. Okay. If you exercise that. Right. Because you are in between. Hmm. You do not use that side of you. You're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Probably one day I'll use it. Like. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I'll take that to heart. Yeah. Yeah, I will definitely. I'll take that. Uh, yeah, you're good with that. Yeah. Whatever you take to your heart, you genuinely give your heart. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see how I can improve on that space. There's one letter. Okay. Uh, alphabet D. Okay. Can you see how it turns uh, to the yeah. left and never comes back? Yeah. I know another person who had this. Okay. And let me tell you what it means before I go and discuss that. Oh. Uh, so... This means I never realized that you're yeah, right. Look at everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. It's just like I just leave it hanging. Hanging. So it, it starts I, at the bottom. It doesn't come back. And yeah. it goes to the left and it never comes back. Right. It means you you had your education huh? in a field that does not match your existing career. Mm, I don't think that's true. So did you have like passion as a child? You wanted to do some different career which doesn't match today or did, didn't match your career of which uh, your studies well i mean no so the thing is uh it's been a sort of uh meandering kind of this right i mean like it's not uh straightforward in in that sense right so at the time when i went to school and college we had no bmm degrees or anything like that right, right. so i was in bcom for the first two years hr uh fijc sijc and then after that, i went to the u.s and when i was in the u.s i had a degree in mass communication which I think is very close to what we're doing. Right. But uh, did you want to do that as a while growing up? Uh, no, just, see, for example, the career wasn't there. Right. But did you desire this as a career? So I had a couple of different thoughts of what I wanted to do. Mm. Uh, one of which was very much in the media space. Okay. Uh, that, that, that was always something. Even as a child? Even as a child. Okay. I always was kind of very interested in the media space. But I think, uh, you know what? So this is where I would say the difference is, right? That uh, I've never had like a, I must do this in life really that's never been my this right my thing is I want to do something important in life it's never been about a specific kind of thing okay. uh, it's never been that uh, like I love podcasts I, but I mean like I, I love audio content I love the importance I love how it sounds all of that Yeah. but it's not been like I wanted to make audio content all my life Right? right. It was more a confluence of time, opportunity, where I was in my life at that point in time, and where where I saw like the ability to make some impact. Okay. Right. And so that's how that that's how I came there. Same. That's what I thought about when I was looking at e-commerce right back then. Same when I was looking at mobile gaming. Same when I was looking at ad tech. All of that's always been. So and all of them are somewhat technology and media and like Mixed you know sure, yeah. in those areas. And if you had desired that, then I'm going to explore what this stroke means in your okay. life. Okay. Because Mahatma Gandhi had this stroke. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am not uh, <laughs> sure what to make of that. Yeah. No. Like for example, he used league. Legality as his uh, in his career everywhere, right? But not law. 
practicing law as such. Okay. So what he studied or what he thought he wanted to study right, was right. very, very different from what he chose. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I, I'm trying to think, but I've always been fairly... Uh, media related. So media has always been like the number one kind of area that I wanted to be in. I probably would say that I would rather... I, I probably was thinking at a younger age more of being like a maker, uh, whether it's a filmmaker, whether it's a podcast maker, whether it's... But a maker, right? A creator. But which I still feel very close to what you're doing right it now. It is close to, yeah. but I am now more on the business side of things. Okay. Right? So, but I mean, like, I guess that's somewhat different, but at the same time... I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it's that I, I don't yeah. think so. So probably yeah. that stroke we can relate or we can probably have to dig deeper okay. to see where it relates. <laughs> Here it does not relate for sure. Hmm. So what question can I answer? <laughs> I don't know how ugly is my handwriting compared to most other people. <laughs> uh, let me tell can you, it's very read? ugly. Oh my God, I can can't even stand read it. it? <laughs> of course, I can. <laughs> so I always tell people it's not like ugly person, uh, ugly spouse concept. Okay. You know, a not that good looking person can turn out to be a great spouse right. or a companion. Right. Same with handwriting. Okay. It may look ugly or illegible to you, oh. but for me, it's a graph. Okay. So I'm going to just look at it as, as like the strokes that ah, they are. Okay. So. Do you think, uh, does it say anything? I feel like there's a lack of consistency in my handwriting, right? I mean, like uh, words are often, I can't find them now. So I guess maybe it is more consistent. But I mean, like, you know, like uh, something like the P, right? right. Uh, de- depending on where, like this P and this P are fairly different, right? And that's there's a lot more rounder than this is. Uh, look at an F, like this and this are similar, but this one's quite different. Right. You know, this one's quite different. So most Does, people have one or two ways of writing. Huh. Few alphabets. Okay. Like T, F, A, Y. Okay. Most people write it huh. in two, three ways. So at the beginning of the letter, uh, sentence it is different, middle of it, right. all of that connection, right. disconnection. Right. But inconsistent... I'm glad you can see it. Okay. Because that is what you have experienced as your life anyways. I, I feel that, right? I feel like uh, whenever I write something, and again, I don't write that much at all anymore. Right. right now, everything is typed. I mean, like I can't, writing this paragraph feels like the most writing I've done through handwriting <laughs> in like a while. And it's a very yes. short paragraph. Yes, still, I'm happy because I, my secret mission is to get people to write more. Oh, really? So okay. I'm happy, at least. Uh, What's the reason for that? Because when you write, you cannot multitask. But you can multitask when you're typing either. Yes, but no, you can still because you have autocorrect, you have few uh, like uh, windows open. Ah, okay. Whereas when you're writing, I feel you have to pay attention. Otherwise, you cannot finish the right. task. Right, okay. Secondly, I also feel we require that connection and, you know, taking a moment off from our busy lives. Okay. So writing is the easiest way to do that. So when I ask people to write a paragraph or, you know, do pondering, thinking as an assignment, mm-hmm. People feel I have not done it. And there is a fundamental mechanism when you decide to write okay. emotions and your body and your hand actually moves in a certain way. Interesting. Yeah, uh, that's so why handwritten notes are so precious. Okay. All right. Fair enough, I guess. Uh, so it's sense. not about whether you write or not. But inconsistency in writing, what mm. you can see by yourself, is also inconsistency as a pattern for you. Okay. So you have observed it. And in writing, it is just being captured. Okay. So by... What do you mean? Like how inconsistency, how? Inconsistency in, uh, for example, you get very excited about a plan Mm -hmm. and you strategize it very, very well. When it comes to execution, you delegate it to other people. Hmm. 
and that is when by the time it is executed is not what you had in mind correct in most cases right that's what i mean by inconsistency okay so you know like if if you uh, would have been a different kind of more consistent person you would have seen through the execution happens hmm. how you want it okay in your case you love strategizing also you love falling in love with ideas <laughs> okay. and people so you literally like to use that as your motivating factor no that's true actually i think that's very true i uh, i get very enamored by the new shiny thing yeah. <laughs> that's so true yeah <laughs> and then you want to capture it you want to experience it and you want people to experience what you have experienced yeah. and that's why you are going all this length because you're like oh my god this was so good you have to experience it hmm. and let me become the person who can present it to you okay <laughs> that's that's so nice yeah that, no i think that's true i i, I can definitely see yeah, that yeah so if he if he knows so for example if you know your inconsistency i feel instead of trying to change it not everything that should be changed hmm. must be changed right right so i feel if you do not do that and if you understand it you might have a better executor around you Hmm. you would delegate with like you know one more pointer in your mind right. that i just want to instruct little bit more so that the delegation happens correct, the way correct. i had it in right, mind right 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 also you might become little more tolerant about it hmm. that it's going to be little inconsistent than what i thought right. and that is okay too in all these cases you're more accepting your inconsistency than trying to change it isn't that something so isn't consistency a good thing generally speaking so how do you uh good thing depending on where do you want to use it and why you want to use it sure for example if if your job is to look at the new shiny things mm-hmm. and create a platform for them Then conceptualizing why would you really make yourself consistent you can't do that every day sure you can't find a shiny object every day right for that you have to explore you have to go out of your comfort zone right you have to take risk which i spoke about your right side of the margin <laughs> and you would do a good job of that okay you know like like imagine an an adventurous person sitting and every day cutting uh the boards in an exact size hmm. it'll kill him right 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 same thing So you know that I really love those monster dot com ads where they say, "Oh, stuck in a wrong job." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So literally, that would have happened if you would have tried more in incons- more okay. consistency. Okay. However, as you know this about yourself, where you de- where the job or the situation demands you to be more mm. regular, orderly, you just have to put that extra effort. All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 So I I feel like. uh the whole idea is to accept yourself so much that you either change those parts that are truly not working for you hmm. or you get other people to to be around so that they do their job hmm. yeah okay all right i get that mm-hmm. that makes sense what else i don't know what do, what, what kind of <laughs> questions do people ask you so really and anything that you are kind of uh, exploring I can't say struggling but something oh. that you know like i you know i i'm like this but i receive feedback from people which is really contrary to who I am. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like so that happens all the time, right? Uh I always think of myself as like one of the more reasonable people uh in terms of just like, you know, I I I I look try and look at all points to a discussion. Okay. And I feel like I'm reasonable about things, uh but I do often get a feeling from people that uh I'm being unreasonable and dictatorial. Uh that one. That <laughs> one. <laughs> so, are you being unreasonable when you fall in love with an idea? Uh-huh. You are many a times. So what you think is logical, right. rational, 
is colored by your love. Okay. So please give it to people when they say that you are doing that. Okay. Okay. All because right. then you know how we build our confirmation biases. Oh. Like oh, it is good because because in your hmm. heart you've already decided decided yeah, it is yeah, good yeah. and you really it will work for for that matter. Hmm. The second part of it, uh, you cannot you you are impatient. Very. So thereby you cannot put up with repetitive discussion. Very you true. cannot put up with people saying things which do not have stronger grounds. Very true. So you'll be like, oh my they god. Have a no, I want reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I don't want people to just talk. I want reasons. Right. But that reasoning has to be reasoning that you agree with. I'm open. Uh, I think to listen to. You are open. Yeah. It's just that because by the see, let's go back to the previous part. Right. Where you have fallen in love, you have decided in your heart, huh. and then the reasoning, if it is repetitive or if it is not done in a smarter way, right, then you dismiss it. What people think is hmm. aggressive, authoritative. Okay. All right, I can see that. I, I'm thinking like, you know, in some cases there have been shows which I was not particularly keen to put out. Right. Right. Uh, I was convinced. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, while I'm convinced and I'm saying, okay, let's do it. My involvement with some of the shows has been less exactly. than what I would do on a exactly. show. Exactly. <laughs> That's the point. So you're like, okay, fine. You're, you're forcing me to be convinced I am. Uh -huh. But then you don't have your heart there. Yeah. And then it is not, it is not with that, uh, you know, th there's a flirtatious part of this mm. creative process. Right. Where you try things and you're like, oh no, but let me try that. And right, right. that all you didn't do. You became like more fatherly. Okay, you need platform, I'll give you one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I think that that is, uh, it, it's something that, again, I'm trying to change that with stuff that's rolling out recently, but there was a period for a few months in the middle where I think that that had happened. So if I have to really talk about one factor about yeah. your myth, you have to keep in mind that you operate from your gut. Okay. Okay. Logic is required huh. to confirm. But huh. you see people, you see situations, you see life and you have this constant gut feel which is active. And I'm very right. happy that you're one of the few people who are in touch with it. Okay. What I was talking in a logical way by calling it emotional huh. quotient and, you know, like loving your ideas. Right. At the end of the day, it's a gut feel which hmm. is very strongly developed. Okay. Okay. You just have to work on how to use that gut feel in, in your business more. Hmm. And that is something that you have to be aware of and you will learn that. Makes sense. But you just have to be uh, accepting of the fact that this is how you think. Right. So it is not the rational that would convince you. Right. You may ask people questions, hmm. but you know it. You know what, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, when you know it, you actually give yourself to it. Okay. And if you are like forced into it, if you are like rationalizing it, then you are on the periphery. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I guess that's true. Uh, also, somewhat deflating for an adjective that I often apply to myself. I always think of myself as a very rational being. But uh, you're 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 mesmerized by the shiny logic. Yes, I am. Oh, there you go. That's a good way to look at it. I like shiny logic. Yeah. So when when, when somebody comes up with a logical point which sounds very good, yeah. I'm like, wow. I like well elegant. Put. I like very exactly. elegant logic. Like exactly. if there is something that I'm like, okay, you can do this and this and this and this will lead to this and this one this one this will lead to this. I I I do love that kind of stuff. So because that process is intelligent hmm. and the way it is presented is elegant, you fall in love with it. Hmm. And that creates the confirmation bias. Interesting. 
Very interesting. And I can see it. Yeah. And yeah. it's so beautiful. The very moment we know these things about ourselves, next time we do it, we'll be a little we will just be a little more aware. aware Not even it. careful. Yeah, just aware. know then, that this is happening. And there will, there will be this amid sitting outside right. of your mind and would, looking, <laughs> would look at you for doing it. Next time it may improve a little bit yeah. more. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so before we close the yes. show, I want to say one thing. You have very strong willpower. Okay. I don't know whether you exercise it or not because willpower is one thing. Right. Only a person can exercise right. it and you know so but if you really decide to do something hmm. and for a change really uh take that to your heart you create it out of thin air <laughs> from somewhere and people wonder how you manage to do it. This is one area you must exercise more. Okay. You know, these are little intangible areas like your gut feel or willpower. It may work, it may not work in right. times. So you really have to look at it for what it is. Hmm. And every time you see, I thought about it and it worked. Right. Keep using that. Check yourself. Like, what did you do which was correct? Hmm. What did you do that made it happen? Right. But people with, uh, just for listeners to stay on this conversation and understand what I'm referring to. There is a horizontal line in your letter T. Okay. And if it is long, which you have at multiple right. places, that shows stronger willpower. Okay. Okay. And which you also have in your signature. Mm -hmm. So, which is very interesting that if you believe in something, hmm. people get convinced. Okay. Okay. But if you don't believe in something, people see through. Interesting. Yeah, I see that. I know that for sure. Yeah. So, like, know yeah, that. So I the, know that for sure. So, the only way you can really build this is by, by honest conviction. Yep. And if you are not convinced about it, probably you have to give yourself some more time yeah, or that makes drop sense. the idea. That but makes sense. That get makes, to that point. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. yeah, I buy it 100%. Hey, this was really interesting, right? I... Uh, yeah, I had no idea that this was the kind of... <laughs> you know, I thought of calling you in the morning huh. just to prepare you for what kind of conversation okay. we're going to have. And then I thought, let me not do it. No, let no. me not have any... Let let you not have any idea of what we're going to get into and let this be an experiment. <laughs> and So why the three things, right? You made me do three things. You made me write the paragraph, you made me do the name and block letters and you made me do the signature three times. Okay. Uh, handwriting in a paragraph on a blank sheet. Right. Uh, because when you have lines... Or ruled paper, mm -hmm. then that guides you. Right. Okay. Also, for your handwriting, which is larger, right, it would be restricting for you to write on and that ruled like space. Right. 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 So we don't want that. We want you to have complete space to figure out, okay. and then only you will go and you know crush the, the margins, margins correct. go up and down, make the mistakes that I want to see through. Right. Right. So that's right. the whole idea. That's okay. like a little blood sample there. <laughs> okay. Uh, signature three times because oh. some people have inconsistent signatures. Okay. So when we ask them to repeat it they'll end up writing something else. Okay. So that again reveals some other parts. Right. And uh, your name in block, oh. because sometimes I can't read what the signature says. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, so I'm like, you know, uh, authoritatively sitting there, looking at the handwriting, trying to sound all cool. And I can't read what is written. So I'm like, oh my God, that's embarrassing. Okay. So I'm like, this is A or S. <laughs> so, uh, I did, no, not in your case. <laughs> I, in my case, I don't think that any letter except for the M looks like the letter is supposed to be. <laughs> that's okay. But I have I'm trained professionally <laughs> to to see through that. Okay, that's okay. But when you can't read at all, that becomes a problem. Mm. So the capital block letter writing. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Involved. All right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Cool. 
thank you so much nothing uh, not at all was, this was awesome i'm so happy to do this oh, yeah? yeah i'm so happy that you know like mostly talking to introvert people mm-hmm. and i'm just calling you introvert <laughs> right there but it's a kind of a challenge because you know they are so not used to talking to people out loud right. about their emotions so and of course with my observations i knew you're an introvert by now <laughs> after seeing you in the office three four time so i was wondering whether uh, will it open up a real conversation or not right but that's why i didn't call you i'm like let me also jump in and figure out whatever happens and i'm so glad we no but that. this is always uh, i always find that uh, i have the best conversations just like straight off right but rather than preparing for them or anything like that i like to prep for stuff but uh yeah, he's just making a note that you know <laughs> no, I, yeah. i'm so glad like, you know when people open up and when you are willing to go in any direction that mm-hmm. the conversation goes and i feel session or, a, or an analysis has its own energy right so we can't drive it it right, goes right, wherever right. it of has course. to and when that real conversation happens everybody like people in the room people who are listening mm-hmm. you and i everybody gets you know some form of resolve right. we truly understand what is happening within us yeah. with or without our knowledge passively we resolve the issues that we are dealing with well yeah, i think that's true that's yeah fascinating, yeah 100% yeah. true yeah and that's why we love podcast right somebody is <sighs> talking about something and you start thinking about your own life yeah. and you have complete freedom to imagine what you would <laughs> like to think about it so yeah thank you so much not at all thank you i'm so glad to do this i have been hearing this a lot now more than ever before this lockdown is making many people rethink their career choices if they choose to switch gears then what would be the basis of their new choice can you base a profession on a reason that is more purposeful the japanese call it ikigai ikigai means the reason for being the reason to wake up it's the sense of being connected to something deeper and more meaningful than just day to day survival Let's explore Ikigai on this week's Friday episode. Meanwhile, I would like to know what were your takeaways from today's episode? What actions will you be taking to improve something in your life? Do write to me on my Instagram account at Aditi Surana. Let's connect on Friday. Till then, happy writing. Advertising is dead. Yep, you heard me right. Advertising is dead. We're all in the content business now. Let's not call it news, TV, radio, etc., etc. It's all content, and we're in the middle of this weirdly exciting phase where all the borders and lines that have been drawn over decades has been swept away by this lovely thing called the internet. We're a show where we don't dwell on just the stuff that is now, but rather the wider stuff about advertising, media, content, and the whole goddamn circus surrounding it. Tune in every Tuesday for our weekly unboxing of the mystery box we used to call advertising. I'm Varun Dugirala, co-founder and content chief at The Glitch, and this is my new podcast, Advertising is Dead. Look, up in the internet, it's a meme. No, it's a cat video. No, it's the Geek Fruit podcast. That's right. We interrupt this riveting broadcast to tell you about our show, The Geek Fruit Podcast, where Tejas Dinkar and I, Chishnu, talk about everything in pop culture, including DC, Marvel, Star Wars, Netflix, and everything in between. You know how your friends hate it when you ramble about some nerdy crap, and you just want somebody to listen to you. Well, sorry, there's nothing we can do about that. But come listen to us ramble, and it'll almost be like the real thing, kind of. Listen to new episodes of the Geek Fruit podcast every Monday and the Geek Fruit Bulletin every Thursday on iTunes, Google Podcasts, the IVM app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy listening, you nerds!